Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knife Works, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. No, no. I want to bring it up right at the top of the show. I think it's right perfect opening. Show. That, perfect uh, opening. Give us, right. give us, set the, <laughs> set the landscape for us and give us some context as to what you posted yesterday. Yesterday, I uh, I had a raffle going on for the past few days, and um, I had an interesting character that I've known my whole life come into my live as I was trying to sell some spots. And uh, he asked me how many spots were left. I said 10. He said, I'll take them all. I said, sure, fine, cool. You know, and I've dealt with this guy in the past, so before I, you know, jumped the horses, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Go on. Before, before I jumped the horses with the raffle, I, I sent Buddy a message after, you know, putting his name in the list in 10 spots and randomizing the list before going live to do the draw. I was like, are you going to send that? Because it had been 10 minutes and he hadn't sent anything. And he's like, oh, I'm going to send that tomorrow. And as some of you seen on my personal Facebook page, I posted the interaction we had or message. But um, yeah, he's like, I'm going to pay this tomorrow. And then I was like, well, no, I would want the payment now before i do the draw you know right. it's like anything else you're, you're asking so let me hold, hold on hold on one second so just so we're clear you're doing a raffle or you're doing a are you doing a raffle or an auction it's a raffle it's a raffle yeah it's a raffle okay and you're taking you've got spots and yeah you're, you, and all these people are saying yeah hey i'll i'll buy a spot i'll buy a spot yeah. they send you the ten dollars a spot Right. Yeah. So then this guy says, Hey, I'm in. I want a spot. He wants 10. And he you're wants like, 10. Cool. He, he wants, wants 10. Oh, he wants 10 spots. So he, he wants, wants the last 10. Yeah, he, he wants, wants the last 10. 10. Okay. Yeah. So now he wants the last 10. He's like, Hey, I'm, oh, this, this gets even, this gets even juicier. <laughs> so now he owes you $100 for the last 10. And you say publicly, the raffle is sold out. Right. Yep. And right. I'll be right back in 15 minutes for the live draw. And then this guy expects you to draw. And then if he loses, what do you think is going to happen? I'm never going to see that money. You got it. And you got yeah, screwed out of $100 because of this guy. How yeah, does he think hold this on. is ethical? Let, let me interject for just a second because it is a raffle for a gift card. So if he does screw you out of a hundred dollars, it is straight up you're losing a hundred dollars. It's not even like, oh well, it's yeah. a knife and I've already made profit margin on what no. No. No, no, it's a gift voucher. It's a voucher to my books. It's a five hundred dollar credit. So you, you know? take the interaction, you screenshot it, you post it publicly, but you put a clown face over his name, so we don't know who it is. Yeah, a and clown face over his name. I'm curious. Uh, all over his face, too. I'm curious. <laughs> did he block you and unfriend you and do oh, all that? Dude, he he was the first to block me. Like, I was giving him one good last <laughs> blast, and then I realized I couldn't message him anymore. And I was like, are you fucking serious? So this guy is, like, one of those people that has multiple Facebook accounts. Oh. So I just went to everyone and gave him my last thoughts, and then I blocked him there. <laughs> and then I went to Facebook, and he's got two accounts on Facebook. I went there. I gave him my last thoughts there, too. I blocked him there. And then I went to his business page because this guy has a business right. too you know like i like i've known this guy my whole life like we went to the same elementary oh, wow. school uh, i've worked with him in the states uh, yeah i snowboarded skateboarded with this guy and he's always been like like a center of problems <laughs> like oh so you have a history not only do you yeah. have a friendly history but you have a history that has been somewhat sorted because you kind of know this guy and the way yeah. he behaves and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And he's had me run after money a few times for mm. raffles too. And, oh, uh, yeah. You so, you know, it's so, history. Yeah. That on top of that. So that's why I was like, Hey buddy, are you going to pay up? Send that out before I do the draw. And, uh, so, he went out on me. He got disrespectful in your head. You're thinking, you already kind of know what's happening. Like when he yeah, blocked dude. to make the Absolutely. payment, you were like, all right, I, I already know this guy is kind of balking on this thing. And you wanted to get ahead of it before you did the draw so that you yep. could sell those last 10 spots. I get it. Yep. So 
And then you publicly called him out, which is apropos, buddy. I think you did the oh, right dude. thing. He needs to know that it's not okay. Even though he didn't get a chance to see it, he'll hear about it. Oh, no, he'll way. definitely hear about it because there's like his um, his ex-girlfriends, like three of them, literally sent me messages and said, is that him? And I said, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> my my older brother and my youngest brother, too, they both caught on to it. Uh, and a few other guys that are local here that know wow. him caught on to it as well, too, just by reading the messages. Mm. My, my brother even commented, said, I just read that first line and I knew who it was. Like, it's this guy has issues, man, and he burns bridges left and right. But the sad part is, is he never learned how to swim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's you're going to burn bridges, segue. make sure you know how to swim if you're going to be burning bridges. And if you're going to this- burn a bridge with me, you might as well just fucking bury yourself now because I'm done. You know, like, but I'm, this I'm should be a it. lesson. Now, let me oh, ask you this Did this particular person also try to sell my design for the belt hangers on another website. Is it that guy? No, it's not that guy. I don't know him locally or anything like that. Are they related by chance? They they probably are. (laughs) They probably knocked their heads on the same wall as a child. Okay. But uh, yeah, he, um, he sends, I send him that message. I was like, you gonna send that. And he's like, Oh, I'll send that tomorrow. I was like, I would have liked that that before I did the draw. And he's like, Dude, what the fuck, man? What is your problem? The fuck? I'm not transferring money at nine o'clock at night. But you're going to argue with me for. Yeah, and you're going to argue with me for 20 fucking minutes over a phone. You could have transferred that money 20 times. So um, he's like, you need to relax about money. (laughs) No, that's my favorite bit. I was like, are you serious? I was like, that's my favorite bit. He said, pickle. (laughs) It's always about money with you. This is a fucking business. This is literally yeah. your job. Uh, he brings it up twice, dude. <laughs> he, he brings it up twice. Like, he's like, you need to relax about money. And then he's like, you just, uh, and then he says, this is the thing with you. It's always about money. Don't do the fucking drawing. Then I withdraw my fucking bid. How's that? And I was, I had already You're told done. him, like, he wasn't reading the messages and he was trying to be bigger than me and fucking like scare me off this i guess was my i don't know point. that was and uh, this was my then, point in that whole stream was what if your boss let's say you're working a regular job and your boss comes up to you on payday and says hey uh i can't really pay you right now uh what i can't i just can't do this and his whole and when you complain if they came back to you with that line well what what is it is it just about money with you here yeah it's a fucking job what else is yeah. this? Yes. What? Dude, well, I, I answered him. I answered him vocally. At, at one point, I was throwing out voice messages because I couldn't have typed as fast as I wanted yeah. to say it. So I just started blasting him with voice messages. And uh, that's pretty much what I told him. And, and this guy has a yeah. business. Like, how would you feel if, you know, somebody would ask you for a service and you perform that service and then have to run after your money? And I'm sure he has had to deal with that. So why are you going to make me deal with it if you know what it's like and you don't want to deal with it? Just treat people the way you want to be treated and things will be a lot easier in life, right? Like, don't be a fucking Richard, man. Because he went went as far as calling me a dumb fuck and calling me a horrible business person. (laughs) yeah and i told them i was like i don't need you bud you're not my people you're not my customer i don't fucking like you've never really supported me you got in on a few raffles yeah and you won a custom knife once and then you were gonna order another one on top of that which i actually got started and then he comes back and he's like yeah i can't really do that right now I was like, well, fuck so you then. So this is, this is my whole point with needing 50 – on customs, needing 50% up front because every single time I've deferred that payment – I right, do fool. Every time I've deferred that payment for a buddy or a whatever, like a friend of a friend, every single time the person flakes. And there's so many people out there that say, you know, I don't feel right having their money and not giving them something in return up front. Well – uh, no. I'm sorry, but flakes like this happen, and it happens more often than not. It's crazy to me. It's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. No, they have to have some skin in the game when they buy something, and it has to be an immediate transaction. 50%, I think, is yeah. standard, and it should be standard, and even more in some cases, like if it's a big 
project, you know, a, a high dollar amount, you know, 60, 70% even. Yep. And that's because, you know, when someone sees something that they want, it's usually a flash in the pan, especially with something like yeah. a custom knife or, you know, just something of, I wouldn't say luxury, but more of like, you know, a non-necessity. They see it, they want it, strike while the iron's hot, get the money, get it down, get it, you know, get it yeah. moving. And the problem yep. is, is, and we all know this because this is human nature, that the shine can come off the apple, right? It just like, you know, eventually, or life changes, something shifts in your life and all of a sudden now you can't afford that that thing that you bought. But if you have 60, 70% down, you go, you know, I only owe another like, you know, 300 bucks, whatever it is on that. And I can do that. See, it's no problem. But if you haven't paid anything at all, they haven't seen the amount of work that you've put into the process of it. And then they think they start justifying, well, he can sell it right. to somebody else. He'll sell it to some, I really, you know, my truck broke down, blah, 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 whatever it might be. The sob story. I've, I've done and full then at refunds. some point, you know, you're stuck. I've done the full bag. refunds though. Like if I've had one guy who his house literally burnt down. And he sent me pictures and whatever. And like, okay, oh. I get it. I'm going to send you the money back. Luckily, it was a knife, like a K-tip chef knife with a black handle. Yeah, that shit's going to sell. It's not a big deal. I, It's not personalized to you other than you wanted black on black on black. Okay, cool. And, you know, I can sell that. No big deal. But, you know, I don't I don't fuck with people that aren't willing to put down at least 50% because it's it's just going to flake back at me. It's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I've been doing 100% since day one. Why? And there's nothing wrong with that. People, I've had one person say, I'm willing to give you half down, but I'm not giving full payment until I get a finished product in hand. And it's like, you expect me to send you a knife with only half a payment down and then get the other half after oh. you get the knife? And he's like, yeah. I was like, See, no. no. Like, I. No. And then he said, um, he said, then he was calling me out saying that I was like losing on potential business with him and this and that. I was like, no, because that's not how See, I, do I always ask for. That's when you so. pull out the references. You say like, hey, I've I've done this amount of business with yeah, this that's amount what of I people. Do. And then send like, hey, if you're concerned about your money or me not finishing the project on time, here mm-hmm. is a list of people who are have done business with me in the last six months. And here's how we how yeah. it all went. Talk to or them. if you just pay attention to my page, you'll see the work I'm pumping out and work's going out the door, you know, see, like, hello. There's it's a evident. key issue with what you've said there, though, is you, you're you saying 50% up front and then 50% after it delivers. No, it's 50% on the day that you yeah, ship yeah, it yeah, before no. you ship it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how oh, it should be if you're going to do 50. But this guy, that's not yeah. what he wanted. And, and that's why, like I told him, I was like, dude, everybody gets 100%. Full payment right off the bat. Nobody gets a special treatment. I don't even know the guy. You know, I got few customers, very few customers that they'll play. They'll they'll see something and be like, okay, I'll get that to you Thursday or or when I get my payment from buddy that owes me because you know some people yeah. own businesses and have bills, you know, payments yeah. that come in. So and there's a couple of them that I'm okay with and that's yeah. fine, you know. And I trust these people, but. I shouldn't run business on yeah. trust. You know, that's not never a good thing. But these few people, I can trust them, you know, and we, we talk on regular basis without even it being knife related. They're like friends. They're not only just customers. They are friends. We've built a relationship right. like we have right. ourselves, this crew here. So, you know, it's those people I'll fly with it, but nobody's burnt me yet. This guy here, I've known my whole fucking life, burnt me yeah. a few times, and now expecting me to bend over again so he can fuck me right up the ass. <laughs> on that <you> know? note, <laughs> on that note, is this the second time in a row that we're not going to have music up front? Hey, listen, I was planning on coming, circling back around, and that's a great segue. You're listening to the Work For It podcast. It's business in the workshop. You heard it right. You heard it here first. If you get any value out of this show, which I assume you already have, whether it be entertainment, business value, whatever, make sure you go over to patreon.com forward slash work for it. Enjoy hundreds of your contemporaries who support us that way and keep this show commercial free, plus all of our sponsors, which we'll talk about at some point in the show later down the road. But I'll tell you what, here's the thing. 
you're listening to a very candid conversation amongst three people who do this work full time. We talk about what we make, how we sell it, and all of the things that go on in between, including the fucking drama because it's full of it. This whole community, it's a fucking quilting (laughs) circle times 10, let me tell you. And I love it. I love it. You're hearing it here because we are the vehicle in which it gets distributed amongst all of you. And if you want to listen to more shows like this, there is down in the show notes. You can hear you can read all of the shows that we listen to on the regular. One of which is uh, Forge Side Chat with Lando and uh, Kevin and they're doing a great job over there. They they highlight uh, above the border North uh, Canadian type show people. But I will say I have been on that show and I am the farthest away from that border <laughs> possible other than being in South America. So I've been on. That yeah, show. They, they've opened up to uh, North America and not just Canada. Well, they had to. They started running out of people. Well, yeah, there's only so many of us, you know, like there's how big is this land and we only live on like 20% of it. You know, it's not full of people. Guys, guys, so. guys, we still need to do the music here. Uh, yeah. Come on, let's do it. All right, let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. Brian properly not needing uh, the music this time on this episode, I? which I thought oh was my funny. Gosh. So- in the la- if you listen to the last episode and you heard Brian going on about um the michigan state winning hold on hold on not michigan state u of m come on now come on u of m uh uh they and brian what we were all confused because he was he unbeknownst to us had played music had played the theme song from this uh college but had it Uh. on mute (laughs) <laughs> so Brian, I'm giving you another opportunity. Would you like to Wait, play it now and have your moment? I, I, well, I've got to. I got to pull it back because up. I didn't know this we was could coming. Do that now. No, it's fine. Is you there, got a minute. Is there a, is there a Central UM? What? No, there's two two major colleges in Michigan. Okay, so there's not like a central one where the no. abbreviations would be CUM. No, it's, that's that's a school that I went to. <laughs> CMU, Central Michigan University. Oh, oh there okay, is okay, one. Not, not Central University no. of Michigan, though. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Brian, find the music. You can have your moment. There we go. Yeah, good enough, guys. Good Fantastic. Enough. That's what we missed last week. Now it makes yeah. more sense. Uh, but uh, so congratulations to uh, nobody to gives whatever, two shits about you know, this other than me. Pennant- <laughs> I'm, you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. No. We are trying to, we're trying to uh, yeah. incorporate. We're trying to be inclusive. <laughs> you know how much I love to be inclusive. Speaking of being inclusive, I got many messages about what I had said in the last episode about if you're political or religious, that I'll unfollow you. And I think most of them were tongue in cheek because most people know that that's not what I was saying. What I was saying is, is if you have an opinion about something you know nothing about or it's like completely different than what you've been regularly posting on your page. Like, let's say you're a, a maker and you make something and your entire feed is filled with you making things and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden there's this post about what political candidate you are voting for and or what uh, some country one country is bombing another country and you're supporting the other country i'm gonna go ahead and write you off on instagram yeah. or whatever because i don't want to see that i'm just i'm i don't care about it and i don't think people should be commenting on it on those things publicly yeah. because they don't really know they're just trying to get attention and they're trying to get attention by looking smart. In reality, it makes you look dumb and it makes you look silly and it makes you look uneducated and it really bothers me. So I just click the unfollow button when I see it. And it seems to me in the last like few months, there's all these people who are converting their maker, you know, they some of these people have 10,000 plus followers on Instagram and they're converting their entire page dedicated to some 
some political thing that going on in another continent that they've never been to or know nothing about. And I go, why are you doing this? You're, it's a suicide mission for your business. You're, you know you're, where, you're commenting on this and you shouldn't be. You know where I see that happening a lot? Where? Threads. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, threads, threads is different. Is, oh, dude, that shit is loaded with all that political stuff and war and, and you know, always remember them and this and never forget them. And, right. And then people go off in the fucking comments blasting each other and it's like, holy fuck. Like, I don't comment or post there. I just literally use it for entertainment sometimes i get a a kick out of it let me ask you guys something let me ask you guys something think about think about this for a second think about how how hard it would be for someone to change your political or ideology ideological views think about that for a second somebody comes up to you let's just say you have a, a core belief and you've followed that core belief for 10 years even if it, let's just give you say religious belief whatever and somebody walks up to you on the street and says I'm gonna change your mind about it's this not gonna happen and you go no fucking way right I'd be like here's a stick go fuck yourself well yeah well right. so so think about that now think about it in terms of posting it publicly it's like you're taking a stance on your business right. page politically and religiously and you and you're and then when people are unfollowing because i unfollowed a few people because i saw some things i didn't want to see they're reposting violent images of and and i i love the john wick movies and all that shit i love that stuff i don't want to see things that are meant to emotionally manipulate me into thinking a certain way i don't like it and because these people have done this and I unfollowed them, some people confronted me. Oh, don't you believe that this should? Be? And I'm not even going to say the countries because it's so freaking it's a hotbed. And I'm my response to them has been this. This war has been going on for 5000 fucking years. And you exactly. think you're going to change anything about it by posting about it on your business page yeah. on Instagram? You stupid well, fuck. Here's I'm sorry, order. but you Here's don't the business know part of it. You know, fifty. You're thinking in your mind. There's fifty percent of people that agree with you, and fifty percent that don't. It's not really that way. It's more like thirty percent of the people agree with you, and then you're losing eighty percent that disagree with you or are are neutral. And those people, those Yo, people are totally. just going to look at you like 100%. a wacko now. So now you've just cut your your selling pool by by. 70% can your business survive that it's suicide it's su- no they can't and and then later what I find even more funny about it is I'll see them post somewhere on Facebook about how their business isn't <laughs> doing well yeah exactly are you not self-aware do you not see what's going on here and you don't even you- have to just talk about any kind of shit like that you have to act out like buddy I dealt with last night and you'll have the same issues because that's what he's going through He's an asshole and people are talking about it and people don't want to deal with him. So they're not hiring Uh, him. I'm going to give you guys one little like tiny thing, little little tiny piece of perspective of my mind that I've learned in the 40, almost 47 years I've been on planet Earth. There is one universal law, one. It doesn't matter what God you believe in, what continent you were born on how many days you've been alive on planet earth, this one universal law applies to all of us and it's karma. It is hands down. I have seen it. So when someone does something around me or to me, like I try to not say things are being done to me, but I try to say like things are being done around me. And sometimes I catch shrapnel. Sometimes I do certain things. It is always, always, always settled by my good friend, karma. Always. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be the guy who delivers the bad news or delivers the negativity or delivers the retribution because karma does it for me. I don't have to do it. So when some, something happens to me or around me or whatever, you know, like I like to say, I think about it in terms like this. Yeah. You can steal from me. You can call me names. You can judge me. But the hands down karma will come back and get you, which, by the way, is the exact way I try to live my life because I know full well if I do it to someone else, if I steal, I will be stolen from. It is hands down the universal law. You cannot convince me otherwise. I have seen it happen in my own life. And what it does is 
once you understand it, you go, holy shit, I'm free. I'm free. All I have to do is work hard and be a semi-decent person. I'm not even asking you for being like, I don't need you to go out and feed the homeless and adopt children. I don't need any of that. I need you to be a decent person in your everyday life. And if you can do that, you will flourish because it comes back to you tenfold. The same goes for if you do it on the opposite side, if you go negative, if you Absolutely. if you steal, you're lying, you're doing all these things, you're greedy, all these things, lust, they will just turn you into a black, yeah. dark soul. So just understand that karma is watching always. So when you go out and you start making these blanketed statements about who's right and who's wrong and all that, just remember that you don't have all the information. We can never have all the, by the way, I'm going to make a quick segue into uh, Martin Scorsese's latest film, The Killing of the Flower Moon or whatever. Oh, I've been wanting I to I didn't watch like that. the movie, but for other reasons, I felt, yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. You can go watch it yourself. It's a long movie. I didn't personally like it, but I like the message behind it that we're trying, they're trying to tell a story about something that happened 100 years ago that was an atrocity. And, you know, if you look, it comes back around to like, you know, we don't fully have all the information, so it's hard to tell these stories. Just like you posting stupid shit on Instagram politically and religiously, which you don't fully understand or know. And it just makes me crazy to think that, you know, like you're doing this to your own bit. I think the biggest problem I have with it is that you're damaging your yeah. own business and you're damaging yourself. That's the part I have a problem with. So just remember, let bygones be bygones. Be a decent person and just know that karma, karma will get you. I don't know. But by the way, here's a message for me to karma. It would be really great if I could get a front row seat to watch you deliver all this karma. (laughs) Thank you. I would love that. But nine times out of 10, I don't get that opportunity. Uh, Hey, guys, uh, before I get really sniffly on the (laughs) show, I'm going (laughs) to. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna go blow my nose. All I'll right. Be right back. Speaking All of, right, go blow your nose. I got right. <clears throat> multiple messages from people talking to me about talking to Pickle about sniffling his nose on the podcast. That's why we're like making that joke right off the beginning of the show, like snuffing into the mic. But I had mul- It's not just like one. I had like four people message me <laughs> saying, "Oh, you know, Pickle, Pickle made that noise, and I, I just made me gag." If you're if you got a problem, talk to Pickle. He's he's a yeah. person too. Yes, he's a little little rough, little scary, but I mean, don't don't come crying to me about a pickle problem. And don't go talking to Pickle about a Brian problem. Like there, that's come on. There there has been other messages too about like you don't think the microphone is picking up these certain sounds or whatever. And it's it's true. It becomes very distracting, especially like if you're wearing earbuds, you can like really hear it. So I get what I heard. People are saying I heard my name three times without having earbuds on. What's up, guys? We were saying that if you you hear something sniffling or like say somebody's sucking on a vape or something, it is picked up by the microphone. Oh no, it definitely is because Jeff Fader caught me on the vape, like. He's like, yeah, he's like, I hit the mute button when you hit the vape. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but it's on brand for you because you're the weed guy. Like, of course you're going to hit the weed. Yeah. Guy. You know, and it's just, and there's, it's just a lot of it is habit. You know what I'm saying? So like, you don't even think about these things when you're doing other things. Yes. Like I could be in church and probably would hit my vape. You know, like, <laughs> it's just a habit. I'm just. I'm sorry, guys. I ain't. I'm new at this. I'm not like a professional this, podcaster. This is the reason why we love you so much is because you are just totally you and yeah. you don't cover up anything. This is why yeah. I love you. I don't want to be anybody friend, else though. either because a lot of people fucking suck and I would want and not. You're right. Here's like the them. thing that my whole process. Yes, I hit my mute button if I cough or stuff like that. But this is supposed to be like a candid conversation between three guys that are you know, that people are listening in. On. Yeah. If we're sitting on, let's say when we're down in Florida, yeah. hanging out after working in Brian's shop, it's not like we have a mute button to, you know, hit a vape or, you know, snuff. your. I mean, snuffing your nose, I guess may, might be a little bit riding that line a little bit, but like, come on, this, this is, this is real life. It's not a, we don't script this shit, you know? No, it's it's in the yeah. moment. It's speaking of, speaking of scripting this stuff. I got a message from Todd Ooh. Harrington, and he had a really great 
idea, conceptual concept or conceptual idea about doing a segment on our show. Are you guys willing to hear this and explore this concept? Let's listen. He thinks that we should have Pickle say a uh, a phrase in French, okay, and then explain it. You know, like, so we would pick a phrase, he would say it in French, and then explain what it meant, right? Like, you know, because there's certain things that French Canadians say that are, and just like Americans, we have sayings that people don't understand or sure. whatever. And he wants to call this segment the French pickler. The French pickler. <laughs> no, how about this? I think it's great. I He's think it's hilarious. He's got to say something in French. We have to guess what it means, and then you can either yes or no <laughs> that. Holy fuck. That would be good. That would be hilarious, actually, because I would probably die my die laughing here. Like, how are people that don't speak French supposed to understand what right. I'm saying? And the French I speak, let alone, is far from being a proper right. French. It's a very slangy French. Like, we don't. Our French isn't really like um, respected that much, and like like say you go to France and they'll look at you funny right. when you talk. Or if a could French could you commute like if you if you went to France, you walk into Paris, right? You fly into Paris, you, yeah. you you're you're there. Could you? Is I mean, is it close could, enough? To oh yeah, you could definitely conversate, but like them. Um, like they'll ask, they'll ask you, you want to see a picture of my balls? If you translate things the way we speak, they'll be like, you want to see a picture of my balls? And in French, their French, that's gus. and us gus translates to balls, okay. but them gus translates to children. <laughs> Technically your children, <laughs> Technically, your children come from your testicles, right? Like your your children your children come from your testicles. I totally get it, but there's no reason okay. you call your kids okay, testicles. Okay, okay, okay. You know? Let's and no, another no, no, one Scott, is their stop for a stick. second. They call their hockey stick. God damn it! <laughs> let's 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 do this proper. So whatever you're about to say, or if you want to pull out something else, give us a French saying that you would say on a regular basis, and uh, let us guess what it's it's supposed to mean. Oh fuck, dude! Uh, to be honest with you, like out of all honesty, my day consists of ninety percent of speaking English. I know, I know. Like I barely Just even give, speak give French. Me so like a, a, give me a French a thing. Saying. I would say normally French saying. Ah, uh, fuck! See, you yeah. put him on the spot. Now he can't do it. I like yeah, the one. You want to like, see a picture of my like, balls? I think that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a very good hilarious. example. And like a hockey stick, they call it cross and cross, and us cross is sperm. Okay. <laughs> so you're, it's like we don't. I don't. Find, there's a lot of things like that when it comes from their French and our French, like Persian French and our slang Canadian French, and even crossing the border into Quebec. They're like you go to Montreal and Quebec. They they speak a totally different yeah. French than we do. Well, there's there's got to be yeah. sayings like, yeah, like happier in a pig and shit or happier in a or more busy than a chicken on a June bug. Um. You've what? never heard of uh, you, you've never heard of uh, <laughs> happier than a chicken and a chicken on a June bug? Is that is that not no. one that's normal? No. 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 I know happier than a pig in his yeah. own shit. That's one I say that a lot I've in heard. French. Yeah, I say that a lot in French. I heard, John, a John, I heard John Norwood say harder than woodpecker <laughs> yeah. lips. And I yeah, I've heard that. that there's there's got to be yeah, French versions or yeah. French Canadian. I think we were actually together when we heard him say that. Hey, well, think honest. about like, it, and we can we can have like we can have somebody do a jingle. In fact, I think I oh, know yeah. the right person. Like Luke right. Johnson could do like a jingle for us, where it's based all in, um, and it's got to be quick. It just has to be real fast, Luke. So if you come up with this in your mind, I already know he's listening to this right now as he's on his mail route and he's coming up with concepts. Something about the French pickler, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we can we can go into I this thing. About the and it doesn't have to be every episode. I just think it's very funny. I thought it was a very funny thing Todd came up with. Sounds like yeah. uh, uh, sounds like a tongue piercing. <laughs> I forgot it was the French pickler. Uh, so anyway, to be uh, on to be honest with you, Colin, like right off the bat, like Brian said, you put me on the spot, so it's kind of hard for me to like just be like, oh shit, like a, an yeah, expression yeah. we would yeah. say. But uh, a lot of our expressions contain a lot of anglicisms mm. in it. You know what I'm saying? Like we we don't like like our stop signs say stop. They don't say arrêtez. Yeah. 
you know, like our stop signs are in English here and we live like uh, um, our province is maybe about 15% French. You know, I drive, I drive an hour away from here and it's all English. Like there's no French schools. There's no French people. You speak English, you go to the store. Sure. Some people will speak some French, but their, their daily speaking is English, you know? So the, like I said, and my family's all English and I talk to my parents and my brothers in English. It's rare that I talk in French. So, to, to say come up with all these expressions off the bat like that is all right. Kinda... Well, there's your homework for the well, week. You can brainstorm it in your little. Yeah, you can brainstorm it. All right. So real quick, I want to switch over to WFI projects. I've gotten not only have we gotten messages about the sniffles, the vapes and all the other uh, things that we have going on, which, by, <laughs> by the way, it's fine. This if we're not making people feel and turn their you know heads and go, hey, I got a message. These guys. Hey, yeah. it's been quiet. You know, we, we want to stir the bucket. Yeah, we want to yeah. stir the bucket a little bit. At so least now we're not we wanna... eating chips, right? <laughs> we're not eating bags of chips, uh, which is fun, too. But, uh, of course, uh, I want to switch over to WFI Projects because there's so many new projects that have been listed there. And multiple people have messaged me about actually getting diving into it. And I am going to pick one of my favorite ones, jmod underscore knives and v under the underscore v underscore skateboards did a f- very funny reel where a guy is on a half pipe and he's doing tricks holding a knife. Oh my god! <laughs> one of I don't know if you've seen this, but it is really good. And then he kind of comes up off the half pipe and then sets the knife on like a rack where there's a whole bunch of other knives. Now, I don't know why this didn't really go that viral. It should have because all the safety sallies could have come out and said like, oh, my God, you're skateboarding with a sharp knife. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, lots of very uh, well-known knife makers commented on it, and it's really great. So uh, go out and check out Mod. That's J-M-O-D underscore knives on Instagram and he's got 4,190 followers. And just to give you a little bit of data, the WFI projects, there have been 17,398 projects posted under that hashtag since I came up with this awesome idea of doing this You came up with it, huh? I am (laughs) kidding. I'm kidding. Brian came up with it. Brian House. All right. I've got one. It's Germs Metalworks. Um, (laughs) So this is kind of fun because he is at exactly 2000 followers. So if you guys all follow him, we can know exactly how much the WFI bump. Which is a travesty, by the way. It's a travesty. He should have way more followers. I agree. Well, this this project that he's done, he did a, a hatchet. It's a Brute to Forge hatchet. And it's got this really, really interesting chatoyant, um, maybe some sort of a maple wood. It doesn't really say down in it, but it's just a really well done hatchet. It's it's so you can see the lines. It just you can tell that he's got a lot of work on the forge and he's so freaking good at it. Uh, Go check out his stuff. G.E.R.M.S. Metalworks. Germs Metalworks. Go check him out. Are you Turbs. looking at the one that he made from the jackhammer? Oh, is that bit? what that is? is that the oh, one? yeah, it's a jackhammer. Yeah. No, that can't be it. Yeah, this this is the one that I'm looking at. It's a is commission it? hatchet forged from a jackhammer bit with local maple. Yeah, it's it a, cool, a really piece. cool piece. It's almost like a pickaxe on the yeah, other side. Something like yeah. that. Very well done. Very well done. All right, I'm going to write disgust on the podcast. Disgust on the podcast. There you go. All right, Pickle. You have been chosen. Is yeah, that that's you? Well, who else is pickle around here? Come on. Oh. <laughs> These uh, I'm going to bring up uh, because a lot of the the ones the, the most recent one I see is somebody we talk about a lot on this show. We bring them up every fucking show, and it's the boys at Baker Forge and Tool. Ooh. Because every other one that I'm seeing is like from 2022 and 2023. Mm. Like I don't know why these WFI projects for me don't come up like in order, but anyways. Uh, them and their Blanchard grinder, that thing oh, is just so yeah. amazing, dude. Like this, this reel he posted on the 9th of January. He's like cleaning off the 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 swarf off the the billets, and it's a uh, ripple copper my. And uh, holy fuck, dude, it's just so clean. Like, like as much as I make my own steel, I'm tempted to buy a bar just to be able to experience that. 
when you get that package and you open it up and you have a clean bar of steel because I don't even get my bars that clean when I work right, with them. Right. <laughs> so to see this makes me appreciate the process even more because like you get this whole pattern reveal going on on a bar of steel that hasn't even been processed more than just being cleaned up. You know, there's no grinding done to it like as of a knife shape. And uh, it helps you visualize things a lot. I don't know. It's just great. It's beautiful. I love what they're doing. They're they're growing so big and so mm-hmm. fast. And mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm literally zoned. I, I've watched this reel. I just gave them 10 views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Baker Forge and Tool, they are a sponsor of this show. So make sure you go out to bakerforge.com and get yourself a billet of steel or a gallon of gator piss. I don't know if you guys saw the reel I posted last night but I've been working on a collaboration with Mike Haas and he made me a billet and then I turned it into a thicker clipper Tanto using yeah. my robots. And, um, and then I of course etched it in gator piss. And so, uh, and, and I had done it in a way where, which is a typical lazy way for me to do things, which is I didn't take the hand, I didn't hand sand the blade or anything. I just went straight to gator <laughs> piss let it do its thing, let it give like a cool corroded murdered out look, put a little Pelican paste on it. I, I got a, I got a shout out pelicanpaste.com. If you go to, by the way, pelicanpaste.com and Baker Forge, if you uh, go to any of those websites and purchase anything from either of those guys, use WFI 10 and you'll get 10% off your order. Highly recommend the Baker Forge steel. We use it in our shop. Brent made an amazing knife. We're about ready to do the exact same thing with the other half of that billet and we're going to put it in the machine and make a, um, I don't know what we're going to make out of it, but a thicker clipper of some kind. And then we are going to use Pelican Paste Soft, which I'm digging the Pelican Paste Soft. <clears throat> it's not like all the other waxes that you buy in a tin. It's soft. You can put your, there's two different forms of it. There's a real, there's one that you can hit with a heat gun and it'll melt and it puts a hard shell wax, which you can buff. Or the soft, which is what I used, gave me more of a matte finish on that knife and it protected it from being, to corrosion really is because I soaked in gator piss for so long. I did like two rounds of like two hours to see if I could get it to kind of pit and just do some crazy shit. And it did it. And then uh, I wanted to stop the etching process. So I dunked it in um, alkaline liquid, which is just baking soda and water to, to kill the acid Washed it with soap and water and went right over to Pelican Paste. Added the Pelican Paste soft to it, and it gave me a beautiful pitted matte surface that I love that blade. It just it came out really great. And I had a couple people message me, and they're like, you know, you could have taken that up to like 1,200, and it would have really made the pattern pop and whatever else. I'm like, the pattern pops enough for me, and nobody is doing this kind of thing. They're, you know, they're uh, – they're, Hey, look, no judgment. I I wanted it to be a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. You know, let's, let's, uh, let's spread our wings a little bit. So I did that. And, um, I, I just love working with these two companies because they're friends of mine. They're in the maker community. And when you buy from them, you're supporting what they're doing and keeping them going. So make sure you go check those guys out. And then when you're ready to throw a handle on it, you can get all kinds of handle material from my man, Lawrence Lake up at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. He's got everything you need to make a knife from machines to abrasives, handle materials, steels. If you're in Canada and you want Baker Forge steel, get it right through Lawrence at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Speaking of some crazy materials, and this is another guy who, it's an absolute travesty. He doesn't have more followers. He's sitting at 1,675 followers. The one... The only Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge. Do you guys see that giant? Yeah, I don't. The get that. giant freaking pile of raw iron he's got. Giant chain links. Yeah, just crazy large. Um, I'm. I have a theory about. Oh this, yeah, what's by the theory? The so, I saw him chopping up this rot chain, which I have a bunch of pieces of it too. He's mailed me a sum, and then. Like three or four days later, I see Koi at Baker yep. Forge banging out a bunch of pieces. And I'm assuming, and I could be wrong here, that Justin chopped up a whole bunch of it and sent That's it to Koi. That's what I was thinking, too. Oh, what do you guys did. think? 
No, no okay. he did. Oh. Yeah. And no, he, he did. did. Okay. I think that was public too. Like it was. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I think. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm 100% sure he did send it. <laughs> I so. think, but it's 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm I'm doing a trade with him. Um, I know he was just giving it out. Um, so if you go over to his page, maybe go and follow him. Make sure you're following. Send him a message and see if he's got any of it left. But I think he, he was giving it all out. And um, I'm doing a trade with him for a bunch of Black Pearl. I'm just going to fill a box with Black Pearl and send it over to him for it. But yeah, go check out Florida Man Forge. He's okay. a great dude. He's a great guy. Makes a hell of a sticker. He does. Okay. Coincidentally. Yeah. I am going to shout out uh, Will. <laughs> Will at Spruce Hill Studios. Um, he is working on uh, some bracing for his laser work table. And the reason I like Will is because him and I think a lot alike on a lot of different projects. He's getting into fusion and 3D printing and all of this stuff. And he ran into the same problem we ran into, which is when you get one of these gantry lasers, I think uh, Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks has one of these too. I think X-Tool makes them and Creality makes them. We have one. And it's hard to index things because everything moves, you know? And that's why I like the laser pecker the, in the one you have, Brian, yep. the X-Tool that just, it's kind of like a, it's a infrared or a diode laser. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not a fiber laser because I was called out on that. It's definitely not a fiber laser, but it behaves the same way where it's just a lens that shoots down onto the surface. And, but, uh, will has taken on the task of trying to figure out, okay, how can I index things using a gantry style diode laser? And if he figures it out, he's going to solve a problem for a lot yeah. of people. So go check out Spruce Hill studios. And he's, Got 567 followers. He needs he needs more. He's he's doing some really cool stuff. Plus, he's I think he's working on a 3D printable mount for the kind of the rock tumbler idea that you yeah. had, Brian, where it's like a tube and it goes on mm -hmm. your belt. He's working on a 3D printed version of that so you can download those files and make your own, like put bearings in it, and yeah. roll and stuff, which I think is also that a very a good cool idea. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find another one. and I, I'm going to do another one real quick just because I, I don't want to forget this, but DIY underscore Europe. That's Matt Bicker over in uh, Europe. He is our European distributor for Housemade. And if you're listening to this and you're not in the United States and you're over somewhere uh, over on the other side of the pond and you want to buy an Apollo Forge, you can now do that. Uh, you can actually get one from Matt. He is making them. He's using all of my specifications. He's using all of the same things that I use to make everything. Um, it basically, it blows my mind because I've never met Matt. He is coming over for Blade Show, by the way. Oh, and his he? father are coming over um, and they're going to be spending some time with us. Um, and I'll, I'm just going to say that we are doing the Foundry project. I was not 100% convinced that we were going to do it after Blade Show this year because it cost me a lot of money to do it last year. And I... Not that it was a waste. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying it was it, it was expensive, um, <clears throat> and um, it's going to be not in Florida. Oh. I'm not going to say oh, where yet. Oh, it's not in Florida. But here's the thing: when you find out where it is, you're going to really want to mm -hmm. be there. And I've got four slots. I've got mm -hmm. four. That's it. So you're going to tell us so, after we record, right? I'll tell right. you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Between I think me and I know. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. Yeah, and and it's it's gonna be pretty epic, but I can't do a big I can't do a big crew because of right. where it is. So I have to I have to keep it low and slow and all of that. And I know many people have asked me, I want to be a part of it. Can I be a part of it? And I don't really know how to pick yet. I have a couple of names that are on the short list right now, and so just so you know, we're doing it, and I'm gonna. You know, I'm just going to try to be all inclusive, but it's really tough this year. So we'll see how it goes. We will be doing something fun at Blade, like a dinner yeah. again. So if you're a patron, um, we're definitely doing that big barbecue dinner that we do every year where we sit down and all eat together in the pit. Yeah, it was fun. Are you coming to Blade this year? Pickle, you said you weren't you weren't going to do it this year. I'm, I'm, I want to go. Yeah, I do want to go. But like at you this, do go. this time right now, it's hard for me to say because. You know, if there's people trying to fucking me for, sorry, the expression, 
but for oh, shit, I'm gonna have to bleep that. You can't fucking say that. That I can't bleep. You that, can't that, use that, that express. I know I can't. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Of here. Do you do you make a note on that to bleep that out at that time? Oh, dude, I gotta make a mark. I gotta oh, mark so so sorry about that, Brian. All right, but All right. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, you know, money uh, money is always a question of uh, of things. You know, it depends on money. When yeah, it comes I down understand. to time, I'll be like, okay, I can make it. I'm gonna go. You know, I have a prediction. You're you're gonna get some massive FOMO, uh, and you're gonna want to come anyway, and you're probably gonna show up. So uh, we always set money aside. So like when we get sponsorship money for work for it and we get Patreon dollars from, from the same that goes, it all goes into the same bucket. It goes into the same bucket for a lot of purposes, but a majority of it goes to that in June, you know, a majority of it goes to getting us to blade renting a house so we can stay in it. And we're trying to do a bigger house this year, but it's just, with that and the foundry and doing all these things, it, it becomes a, uh, a bit of a financial it, last year. I had to come out of pocket like more than 50% oh, wow. to make it all happen, which I don't normally, that's not a problem. It's just, we from at the end of the year, we looked at it and went, Holy shit. Like that cost a lot of money to do that. So we really want to make sure that we're making good financial the decisions. The other thing and all we that. have so, to do this year um, is, the other thing anyway. we have to do this year is maker camp because that's going to be like my bachelor party. Cause that's literally like a couple weeks before I get married. Right. So that's a good, that is a good bachelor party yeah. place too, because it's just full of exactly. all your friends. Like see, everybody's going to be there. See, that's the reason why I'm not sure I'm going to be 100% positive going to blade shows. Cause I want to be 100 positive, 100% positive with going to maker's yeah. camp this year. Yeah, I've had enough yes, FOMO Maker there, Camp. You, know. you you definitely need to experience Maker Camp. Yeah, you know, and I've out. experienced yeah. Blade Show twice. You know, and I get it. Like, I do want to see the people and all that, but the the excitement as of Blade Show itself, the event, like I've seen it twice. You know, like I'm not gonna say I'm bored with it or anything, but it's nothing new to me. Yeah. But sure, I'd like to go mm-hmm. so I could get to hang out with everybody and talk with everybody and meet new people. But Blade Show itself, to walk around and look at knives on tables, you know, that's like, I, how can I say it without being a dick? <laughs> you guys is working great. You. But it just, you know, it gets, it kind of gets old, you know, like I'm, I'm getting old too, just the same way. And to walk around Blade Show for three days is so hard physically on my back and my, my hips. Yeah. That I get miserable at a point. Nobody knows this, but I get highly miserable. Yeah. And then that's the reason why I'm getting drunk. <laughs> you know? So so I'm numbing pain with alcohol and I'm numbing misery with alcohol. And I'm just trying to be there and be okay. But I'm drinking. And that's what kind of See, bothers I, me is that I have to. I also mm-hmm. have that same issue where, like, my feet are killing me by the end. So maybe the move is to go to the first day, skip the second yeah. day, and go to the last day. Before we go to, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's like a half day that we could skip. Or, there's not much on the last no, day. You're really. right. It's yeah. it's kind of just suck it up and do it. I don't know. I think you guys just need to stop being such pussies. <laughs> that would be that'd be pretty great if you guys just fucking Brian, manned up. Don't, 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 Brian, don't get don't get me going, Brian. <laughs> Why don't you guys just go wash your very soft hands and <laughs> sit on your pillows and do your work. All right, listen, uh, one more. I want to shout out one more thing. I remember this one time when you got shingles. We sure did hear a lot of whining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. All right, all but then right. Then again, calm are, down, are we conflating down. shingles uh, one, one more th- walking? <laughs> oh, boy. I just can't wait until you guys get shingles. Oh, I've, got, I've gotten shingles wait. twice, dude. <laughs> Bro, I've gotten that shit twice. Or, I, I just you. got the I vaccine as a kid I, I, because I, I'm not Real ancient. quick, before... <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, I want to shout out one more reel on WFI sure. Projects. Brent over at Bald Man Knife and Tool, he posted a reel of him making kind of like a... It, it looks like an ashtray, but it's like a catch catch all. It doesn't have any slots for cigars. And if you look at this reel, it's a collab reel between myself and him. 
he's grinding it out and polishing the edge and taking off all the mill scale. You'll notice that it was a billet that was stainless steel and one side of it is like melted and mm-hmm. cracked. That's 504 or 304 stainless. Okay. 304 stainless in the Apollo and we yeah. melted it. Nice. And so the, if he gives you any reference and there was a few people that were like talking to me about how they're after a couple, I don't know if it was last episode of the episode before where I had mentioned that people were melting their Apollos. I, I have to stress this once again, and I need to do some video education on this, but <clears throat> 304 stainless, I believe melts at 2600 Fahrenheit. Uh-huh. And this is a, this was a three inch thick piece and it melted and it melted. So it, it probably got upwards to 3000 Fahrenheit. And that means that's too hot, obviously. And, you know, it cracked and he made the best of it because it looks mm-hmm. really cool. The the little catch all tray. If you look at it, man, after he polished it, it looks amazing. Um, But it goes to show that like when the when when you were running the Apollo, it can it can get so hot that it can melt stainless steel, which is Wild. which is what, what I wanted. But it, that power has to be understood. And so what we're seeing is, is we're seeing people, you know, melting their forges. And to give you, not not a lot of people, I need to preface this, they're melting the fire brick on the inside. Or they're melting like the bar that goes across the top or the doors are warping or whatever. And it should never do that. And to give you a perspective is that even when we melted that piece of stainless, my forge did not melt. My doors didn't droop. My faces of my doors didn't you know warp nothing warped Mine's doing so that fire. means some of you guys are running these things at like over 3000 fahrenheit Most or likely. you're having combustion outside of the forge which shouldn't happen so just be aware that there is some education coming and it and i'm going to do it in a very diplomatic way and i'm going to talk about it in depth and you know it's going to be one of those things where when people come to me and go Hey, I, you know, my forge on the outside is warped and melted. And I'm going to say, yeah, cause you're running at like, you know, really too hot. And I think it's because most people are used to a Venturi burner and not a forced air burner. When we created the Apollo ribbon burners, the idea was, is that it should get hot fast and you'd be able to hot swap that burner into a foundry where you'd be able to, or a furnace where you'd be able to melt say even create woots yeah. steel which is like on my on my project yeah, I'm surpri- list surprised you haven't done that yet well i just i just ordered the crucibles and stuff so oh. they're they're coming and i've been talking with spencer a little bit about just yeah. briefly in the comment section on facebook he's about gonna like be what at blade show too like. oh is he coming he's talking about it he asked me if i was gonna be there so yeah, I do have to be there because, like I said, there's so many people that I want to meet that are going to be there this year that I haven't yeah. met yet. Like Spencer's going to be well, there. there. You, you brought up Matt being there, and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, yeah, the Matt FOMO's already starting to fucking build. See, up, the next you know, so. next yeah, we have yeah, to get Matt Gentry. There. So all right, it's going to be the kicker. Good we should, luck. We should Good start luck. on that now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's ever. You know what? We yet. should have the foundry at his shop. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> you hear that, Matt? We're coming. What, we're coming for whether you. Whether you invite us or not, we're just going to show up. At least I will. <laughs> oh, no, I know he would I love have that. His address. Yeah, you know the way, right? I'm kidding. I have his address. Don't know. <laughs> no, stop him, Ryan. Stop. <laughs> No, we wouldn't do that, Matt. Yeah, we, yeah, we would. All right, we're, we got to wrap this show up and move on to the after show. Oh shit, um, that was quick. You don't, you don't have a, um, you don't have a uh, dad joke what? on hand by chance, do you? I, I have one on phone, not on hand. If you give me a second, on phone. <laughs> yeah, because my hands, phone. I haven't written anything on my hands yet today. So, you don't have a dad joke. Well. Somebody else was using my computer and signed Aww. me out, and now I'm like lost. Now I'm, uh, I'm working. I'm working. You're working. I'm working. I'm working. Work I'm working for on it. it here. Yeah, because I get. Uh, I've got a quite a. Uh, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> all right, go for it. Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? Really? No, they were. They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, 
Jeez. All right, here we go. Oh, you got, got another one? Usually Steve Grillo is is good on these, but uh oh, here we go. Why are why are railroad employees so good at why their jobs? Because they do a lot of training. <laughs> that was good. That why was why good. did the invisible man turn down the job why offer? Why is that? Why? He couldn't see himself doing it. <laughs> I like that one. All right, so I've got a um I've got a bunch of questions in the back end of Patreon. If you're a patron, you get a chance to ask us a question, then we answer it in the after show. I've got a question from Joe Naylor at Gator Creek Customs, and I'm going to I'm going to read his question and I'm going to read his answer on the regular show. I'm going to read my answer or give you my answer on this, Joe. So he wrote, um, this morning I received an email from Meta and Facebook stating that my account is generating a lot of attention and I am now in ele- I'm now eligible to enroll in their performance bonus program. What is the best way to capitalize on this opportunity? I would love to answer that, but I can't because I have been blocked from being monetized on Facebook and, um, and it's not for any other reason other than, um, I had at one time I had locked my account down, like maybe seven years ago, I had locked my account down and this was before I started housemade and my content journey and everything. And then in order to be, in order to turn that off, I need meta support to go in and unlock so that I would be able to convert my account to a professional mm-hmm. account. Even though I am meta verified on both Instagram and Facebook, and I have a dedicated support person who I can dial their phone number and talk to them, no one can help me. And they have told me like, yeah, it's just kind of the way it is. Like you're, you're in a queue and whatever. So I don't know. And I do know that there are people in my immediate sphere who are monetized on Facebook, who have had good experiences and generate some income from it. But I'm going to just say, don't try to rely on that. You know, the being paid for views or um, content creation is a, a lot of work and um, I would highly suggest that you couple it with just creating content for your business, but also having a product to saddle up next to it, like a knife or something you make or whatever it might be. All right. So I, I don't know the answer to that, Joe, because I really, and even, okay, let me give you another example real quick. This is like bonus content, right? For the end of the show, I got monetized on Instagram like over a year ago. I had, uh, a few reels go into the millions and I was being paid by meta Instagram out of some sort of bonus program on reels because they were trying to grow Instagram to beat out TikTok, And I was making a couple grand a month, right? Just generating uh, ad uh, revenue for them. And then one day they right. just turned it off because I'm guessing here's what I'm guessing. They achieved what they wanted to achieve, right? They beat out TikTok. They started pounding TikTok back grab the market share that they wanted. And they're like, these motherfuckers will keep creating content for free. Fuck them. We're not paying them. So they turned it off and whatever, you know, it was bonus money. It was fun money. Um, Well, then right around Christmas this last year in 23, just the last month, they turned it on again. Right. And they did it because obviously that's a good time for companies to generate um, sales. So there, you know, there's people buying ads again. And I had the scoop reel that went now to 2.7 million views, 2.7 million views, which is not that much in grand scheme of things, but it's a lot. I got you beat. No, I know you do. But here's the thing. The point of this is that reel at 2.7 million views generated, get this, $78 (laughs) in ad revenue. Oh, boy. Fuck you, Meta. Because I don't know where you can get in front of 2.7 million people. 
for just under $80. $80. (laughs) Yeah, fuck off. So, and then, oh, and by the way, TikTok let me join their little group too. And the same reel with about the same amount of views got me a $37 payout on TikTok. (laughs) So just to give you, I'm trying to give you guys some, some real world numbers here. If you decide you want to go down this road, good yeah. luck. It seems it's, like a, uh, it's a tough one. It seems like Amazon affiliate links pay more than these payouts for the real hands down, hands down. Amazon affiliate go in the comment section. Somebody's looking for something. Hey, what kind of buffing wheel do you use? What kind of blah, 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 blah. Use the Amazon links and it's free. It's a free program. That program, Amazon affiliate has generated for me over three grand a month consistently for the last two years. It is. And I don't do much with it. I just let my content speak for itself. I make sure that those links are in my descriptions and my YouTube videos, and it just works for itself. If you're not doing Amazon affiliate, you're you're walking away from a lot of money. And and even if it generates $100 or $200 a month for you, because they say you're a smaller content creator or whatever, it's still 200 bucks a month. And it's, by the way, you can get it in an Amazon gift card. And then that money you just put into your account because you know you're spending it anyway. You know, you're going to spend it on Amazon anyway. So just do it that way. And that way it doesn't like show as income. You do have to claim it as income, by the way. I'm not saying go around it, but it's not dumping into your account. And then you're like, oh, I just get this money and, you know, becomes like funny money. You use it to buy other things. And that's what we do at the shop. And I got included in some Amazon because I now we've grown the account to so high. Amazon gives me bonuses every month if I reach certain revenue um, uh, markers. And it's like, and I don't even try. I'm not trying anymore. Hmm. Um, there are content creators that really try and push, but I just personally don't recommend anything unless, of course, I have used so- it. And so, um, anyway, that's a definite thing you need. If you guys are wondering what the after show normally sounds like, that's it right there. (laughs) It's this. It's this stuff. (laughs) I was going to ask, is this the after show? (laughs) Well, get this. Uh, Do you have another question? If you think about it, if you think about it and you spend that $10.80 a year, right, then you get all of this data for free. And you get it, or for $10.80, I guess technically it's not free, but it is because you're going to get all this data and you're going to go, holy shit, I'm going to turn that on and it's going to pay for itself. Now, in the actual after show, I'm going to answer a question from uh, Just Brad at Brad's Customs, a guy I met at Maker Camp. This is a great question. He says, starting a business in your area, do you introduce yourself to your current local business owners in your field to start a good rapport so they don't think you're a hostile uh, business coming in to compete with them. This is a great question. Do you go around and introduce yourself or do you just let your presence, you know, kind of organically flow? Um, We're going to answer this in the after show. And if you're a patron, you can listen to the answer and get a bunch of great information and data that can help you grow your business. I missed on the music Anyways, last. Thank you. I for missed listening. on the music last week. I'm like tripling up this. Brian's time. just. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. We can hear oh, the can music you? this That's time. Good. Yes, we can. No, yes. we can. So, anyways, we appreciate you guys for listening to the Work for It podcast. We are one of the top two percent podcasts downloaded in the world. <laughs> That's That's wild. huge. That's a big deal. That's wild. It blows my mind. But we've been doing it a long time, so it makes sense. And we're yeah, we awesome, are. So I know, right? That. And it takes us like ten <laughs> minutes to get to the after show, so that makes us even cooler. And like fifteen minutes right. to get into the show. So, anyways, <laughs> sniffle, sniffle. Oh my god, here we go. All right, let's let's move on to the after show, shall we? Thank you guys, thank you so much. <laughs>